The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News just about uh, 90 minutes ago that the RCMP scaling back the search for two British Columbia murder suspects in northern Manitoba. Assistant Commissioner Jane McClatchy made the announcement emphasizing the search in Gillam is not over but resources are being redeployed. Over the next week, the RCMP will begin to scale down the scope of our search efforts in northern Manitoba. This will include the phased withdrawal of the majority of specialized RCMP and RCAF personnel and assets over the coming week. To be clear, we are not ending this search. A number of tactical resources and specialized assets will remain in positioned in the Gillam area and will continue the efforts to locate the murder suspects. In addition, all of our resources will be ready to respond to the region as required should new information emerge. We have also received assurances that the RCAF will be ready to assist us again if and when needed. I know that today's news is not what the families of the victims and the communities of northern Manitoba wanted to hear. But when searching for people in vast, remote and rugged locations, it's always a possibility that they're not going to be immediately located. The terrain in northern Manitoba is immense. It's unforgiving. The weather is often very unpredictable. Additionally, there remains a possibility the suspects had some sort of assistance to flee the area. This, of course, is still an area of consideration for the RCMP. So the commanding officer um, went on to tell reporters that officers searched more than 11,000 square kilometers of wilderness using the best technology available and found no signs of the two. Uh, Briar Schmigelski and Cam McLeod are charged with second-degree murder in the death of UBC professor Leonard Dick, whose body was found earlier this month in northern BC. Police also consider the men suspects in the shooting of Australian Lucas Fowler and his American girlfriend, China Deese, who were found on the Alaska Highway near Liard Hot Springs in BC. Now joining us this afternoon is national security expert and professor at the Royal Military College, Christian Leprecht. Christian, thanks for joining me this afternoon. My pleasure. Good afternoon. Now, are you surprised in any way uh, by today's announcement? No, I mean, uh, the, it seems that the, the, there's not much new in terms of intelligence that has come in here, and the path that they had are growing cold. Um, and so ultimately, this is a very expensive investigation and deployment, and so people have to balance uh, the interests of public safety with so what is reasonable, um, also given that resources uh, are scarce. Um, and so uh, this seems, after having exhausted all the leads they had, a uh, sense decision to make is it uh, you know do you think it, it went on too long are you surprised that it went on this long no i think look it took a while to get the operation going what a lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand is that these are essentially two separate operations here one is a uh, a criminal investigation and given the challenges the mounties had uh, the unfortunate incidents of both mayor thorpe and monkton uh, the rcmp has learned some hard lessons about making sure it needs to ensure the safety of its mm-hmm. own uniform members in these types of operations and that of the community and that was ultimately the priority which is why it took a little while to ramp up the operation because you wouldn't want these guys to come out of the woods and start shooting 
fleeing or taking hostages or whatnot. And so then you can deploy the assets that actually start looking for the individuals. Mm. Um, and so now that you've exa- exhausted sort of all your options and you've brought in really all the equipment that you possibly can, mm. in- including, of course, uh, the highly sensitive capabilities uh, for intelligence, uh, surveillance and reconnaissance of the Aurora aircraft, um, I think there's a sense of that the RCMP has done everything it can um, within the days that were available. I suppose the only question to ask is why the military assets weren't brought in sooner if the RCMP felt it can't deploy its assets in a, an expeditious fashion because, of course, hours matter um, once you have sightings of fugitives. Absolutely. You know, when you mentioned uh, Mayor Thorpe Moncton and making sure that members um, had the proper equipment they needed, that is a that is something... You know, just I think a lot of people assume that uh, that the Mounties, that police automatically have all of the stuff that they need uh, to be deployed into uh, a situation like this. But, yeah, you're 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 making me think, yeah, it would probably take a little bit of time to get everything together and get to the place that it needed to be at. Right. I mean, and you need to secure um, uh, your own operations there and you need to secure the community and make Mm -hmm. sure that the community is fully on board with the operation that you're conducting. In this particular case, in these small, tight-knit communities, you also want to get lots of input from the community leadership on how best to expedite uh, this type of operation, both in terms of the search for the individuals uh, and in terms of the search for the houses, while Mm -hmm. also communicating uh, with, uh, with community members. Um, and uh, and I think it's often underestimated the, the risk that uniformed members expose themselves to when they search for individuals who already have uh, allegations of three murders against mm-hmm. them um, and who are behaving rather radically in their attempt to elude justice. Uh, and so that means that um, uh, the highest degree of vigilance um, for uh, for the RCMP to ensure that we don't have a repeat of these unfortunate incidents. Christian, uh, any speculation on your part as to why the, uh, the the military aircraft wasn't brought in sooner? So there's a couple of uh, possibilities. One is that, of course, in the territory, so Northwest Territory, uh, so 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 Yukon. Um, uh, Northwest Territory, none of it. Uh, authorities are used to working closely with the militaries because mm-hmm. of the a lack of assets. The RCMP uh, works quite closely with military assets on a regular basis. This is less the case in the other provinces where there are, of course, many more law enforcement assets. Mm-hmm. And so it perhaps didn't immediately occur to the incident commander that the military can bring to bear uh, key uh, uh, multiplier effects in this type of search. Uh, the other might be is that I think the organization was probably overwhelmed with the initial deployment. I mean, this is not something that uh, had initially been expected, that these guys were going to show up in northern Manitoba. It's the middle of the summer vacation season, <laughs> so you might also have some key mm-hmm. uh, members of the leadership team not immediately available, plus you're probably down on resources by virtue of vacation, and now all of a sudden uh, in a matter of hours, you have to start surging resources and running this extremely complex extremely uh, challenging operation given that you have to fly all your members in, you have to fly all your equipment in, you have to fly all your trucks in. Uh, We know about the housing challenges in Mm -hmm. small northern communities, so it means you have to lodge people, you have to feed people, and you have to of course find these resources. So you have to go around to detachments, you have to ask detachments for one or two members, Uh, you have to bring in the tactical team from Ottawa in addition to the tactical team, assemble a tactical team in Manitoba, Uh, 
so there's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. here and so uh, putting all these pieces together it may have not been sort of uh, immediately front and center mm-hmm. um, in, in people's considerations that uh, maybe we should call on the military to help on the one hand fill fill some of the gap between when we can surge resources um, uh, between the the timeline of making a decision and actually having all the resources on the ground and on the other hand realizing that this is extremely inhospitable challenging terrain uh, where the drone equipment and infrared equipment that the RCMP has at its disposal may possibly not be sufficient and where the um, more advanced equipment that the military can bring to bear um, may uh, be uh, necessary in order to have uh, assurance that the mission is being uh, carried out uh, to the best uh, degree possible. And Christian, there's a lot of folks out there that think, oh, come on, how can you not find these two guys out there? Come on, we have all these Mounties out there. The uh, the uh, the Air Force has uh, brought the Aurora in, all of that sort of uh, thing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of armchair, <laughs> there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks across the country right now. Um, I know that you know a little bit about the Aurora. I was lucky enough to spend uh, some time uh, up close and personal with one a, a couple of years ago. Um, for those who don't know about the Aurora, the, the Air Force's Aurora aircraft, can you tell them about it and what its capabilities are? Right. So there were two aircraft that were being deployed. They're often deployed in tandem for search and rescue operations. One is the Hercules 130, uh, which has uh, visual spotting uh, capacities, so basically people who are looking at the ground. And the Aurora brings to bear what are known as strategic intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance capabilities. So those include highly sophisticated infrared uh, abilities. Uh, Those include ground radar and the ability to uh, to map the ground using that radar so you can find, for instance, the ground that has been uh, disturbed, um, as for instance, in search of in military environments, uh, bunkers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. These planes are usually deployed on our maritime approaches, mm-hmm. so on the east coast and the west coast, in order to detect, uh, for instance, small vessels or so. And they're also being used in military operations to provide sort of um, uh, eyes as well as ears from the sky in support of operations, uh, operations on the ground. Um, so it's sort of one uh, one complex uh, airborne uh, eyes and ears for this type of operation, if you want. Uh, so uh, reducing resources in the area, what what are the challenges then of being put on standby? So you want to be uh, make sure you draw down your resources in consultation with the local communities because you want to make sure communities feel that the mission has been accomplished and that they can feel safe that these individuals are no longer in the neighborhood. Um, and I think there's a sense among those communities that given how uh, challenging the terrain there is, that if these individuals did wander off into the bush, as is probably the most likely uh, uh, the, the greatest possibility in this circumstance uh, between the muskog, uh, the significant, uh, uh, the mosquitoes um, and the bears, uh, they would likely never be able to come out alive and the bears might eat their bodies, so we might never even find their bodies. Uh, so you want to make sure that the community sort of feels that they've had sufficient input, but you also want to make sure that uh, you coordinate with the Minister of Justice in Manitoba because, as you know, eight out of ten provinces, uh, the RCMP provides contract policing, and so ultimately on that contract, the RCMP has obligations to the Minister of Justice in Manitoba, and the RCMP needs to ensure 
ensure that it fulfills its contractual obligations with regards to public safety and with regards to community safety um, in those remote hamlets in particular. You know, it's interesting, you know, if I look at my text line, uh, Christian, people either think, yeah, they've wandered off into the wilderness and they're dead now, or they hitched a ride, they got it out of there a couple of days ahead of everybody else, and uh, we, we it, <laughs> God knows if we'll see them again, <clears throat> you know? It'd be interesting to well, see. Well, my sense is that, look, I mean, they're 18 and 19. They clearly didn't plan a very sophisticated sort of survival strategy. They're flying by the seat of their pants. Um, and given how uh, prominent their faces now are, given mm-hmm. that they're far from an area uh, where they would, uh, that they know well um, in terms of, for instance, usually fugitives tend to stay in areas where they have friends, where they know mm-hmm. the terrain and where they know how to, on the one hand, hide out and on the other hand, uh, access sort of the necessities of life, uh, there's a good chance that by now they would have turned up somewhere or somebody would have reported them or perhaps that we would have found more bodies by virtue of them uh, perhaps having murdered someone who inadvertently gave them a lift or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other issue is, of course, that individuals at some point will be tempted to either turn on their mobile phone uh, or they'll be tempted to, for instance, access social media or their email accounts. Um, and so law enforcement will be carefully monitoring um, uh, both their, their their phones as well as any electronic access for any of their um, uh, of their accounts to see whether they do turn up and if there's been no activity uh, in that regard in uh, in over a week and no sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's possible. I mean, there's cases such as the Unabomber that took 15-year investigations, but this is somebody who uh, deliberately planned and made every effort to evade authorities rather than simply getting in a car after a killing spree, uh, trying to take back roads in the hopes of not being detected. Uh, Christian Leprecht, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Appreciate your insight. It's been my pleasure. Take Thank care you. now. Christian Lepracht is a national security expert, is a professor, professor at the Royal Military College as well.